Today on The Topping Show, Target sells trans clothes to children and the boycott begins, teacher attacks a pro-life student organization, Apple places multi-billion dollar order for U.S. manufactured chips, Tesla reputation takes a beating, AutoZone exceeds earnings expectations, but stock still drops, Ford to add AM radio back to their vehicles, former governor candidate Carrie Lake loses her voter fraud lawsuit, European Union on track to give the Ukraine 1 million rounds of ammunition, and Peloton is trying to rebrand as a app company. All that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. That's me, that's, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, give us a little assistance with your IT, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Apple placing a multi-billion dollar order with chip manufacturer Broadcom. This is going to be specifically for a U.S. manufactured chip as the U.S. and many companies try to bring chip manufacturer back to the United States. Granted, we wouldn't have to deal with this if politicians didn't add all laws and people didn't vote for laws, which force many businesses to outsource a myriad of manufacturing positions. But thanks to automation and technology, there's less human input needed and less human resources needed to actually manufacture the chips so they can mitigate the risk of having increased cost of labor and lawsuits and all that fun good things that go along with attempting to make things in the United States. If you're up to me, it'd make it exceedingly easy to make things in the United States because it's probably good for the economy. But that's just my two cents. Now, this deal specifically will be for 5G radio frequency components. When the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, was asked, he said, quote, We're thrilled to make commitments that harness the ingenuity, creativity, and innovative spirit of American manufacturing. Unquote. Now, this is going to be a huge order. It's for about, what is this, about, it's part of their 2021 commitment to invest $430 billion into the United States economy. And as the globe has more and more competition with semiconductors and main manufacturers and orders are worried about having yet another COVID lockdown or supply chain interruption, that's another reason why many of these factories, as well as tax incentives, they're starting to make some semiconductors in the United States. Other interesting business news, you have Tesla, their reputation takes a beating. Now, this is according to Axios, the automotive maker dropped from a ranking of 11 down to ranking of a number 62 of the top 100 respected companies so that's quite a drop if you look at the survey it was about that wasn't actually about it was quite exactly precisely a survey of 33,096 Americans and if you look at the newest rank of who's the highest automotive company in terms of the perception and the brand is actually Toyota which is number six out of the top 100 brands the brand that had the biggest upside of the brand that increased their perception the most was Nike going from number 56 to 21 despite their recent political blunders or business blunders depending on what you believe in and we'll see how their sales do when they partnered with a trans activist to display women clothing where they have a hard to keep track of these things a biological male now identifying as a female wearing bras and other female swimsuits which perhaps nike thinks that's a whole new market and technically it will be but how big is that market and are you alienating customers time shall tell it interestingly enough there's not really big boycott against them, which technically is why I don't put in the business blunder section yet, because not affecting their sales. Time shall tell. Now, other interesting news, you have AutoZone. They beat expectations for 
Wall Street and they had pretty good sales for the quarter, but their stock still went down 7% Monday. Now, granted, if you zoom out, you look at their 12-month forecast, so in the past year, they're at about, or precisely, net 49.33% growth. You also had competitor O'Reilly's being, you know, the second competitor, one that's most like them. Their stock, during the same amount of period, their stock, past couple days, went down 2.74%. So, they're still choosing along, but the issue with those companies, they are going to be in for a hurting because of EVs and the plethora just the vast quantity of electric vehicles that are going to be hitting the streets. AutoZone, O'Reilly's, pretty much every service center as well for automotive industry, EVs have less components. That means there's less widgets and doodads or whatever vernacular you like to choose to sell them. So I don't know what the actual portfolio sales are for something like AutoZone, whether, I don't know if their number one thing by sales is, you know, oil for the oil changes of the cars. I don't know if they're simply selling things like windshield wipers, which, okay, those are pretty synonymous. A windshield wiper will work on every vehicle, so that probably won't be disrupted too much. But I also have oil filters. You have gaskets for the internal combustion engines. There are not an infinite amount, but a quite larger multiple amount of components that make an internal combustion engine. Granted, if you want the best ROI, I still highly recommend just getting a Toyota Corolla since those things will hit a million miles because it's a Toyota. And it's just an internal combustion engine, pretty straightforward. You don't need to have a supercomputer connected to it to diagnose it and fix it in most cases. You can just get a relatively economical snap-on computer, connect it, what have you. Now, again, those very this is very similar to the GameStop phenomenon, where GameStop, a majority of their profit comes from used games. If you look at used games, those are decreasing in sales because now it's mostly digital. A used game being, you know, a used CD or floppy, I guess floppy disk if you're aging yourself, or a cartridge back in my days. But those businesses need to learn to pivot and expand and get a new category of products they can sell. Whether that's be GameStop, maybe thinking of a physical or maybe coming up being a video game, maybe esports management company, doing something more so they can diversify their income. But same thing with AutoZone and O'Reilly's. You're going to have a decreasing number of components sold every single year. How will you continue? When their whole mantra is, how do we help people give them the ability to service their own vehicles? When EVs are at the antithesis of self-service, they're usually vendor-locked. They have yet to directly connect to the Tesla network. They don't really supply you with any parts if you want to fix it yourself. Very, very similar to an iPhone or an Android phone. You don't own the tech, you, you own the hardware, but you don't really own the item because you need to connect to the mothership to actually have the product work, which is one of my concerns about EVs and why I'm a big proponent of just getting a vehicle with three pedals. Stick shift is the most fun you'll ever have driving a vehicle. And I'm gonna be dating myself as many people who don't even know what that is, which makes me wanna kind of, I die a little inside right here about people who don't even know what it means to have three pedals on a vehicle. Nevertheless, once I become president, that'll be mandatory, every vehicle yeah, three pedals and the world would be a better place you can't much more difficult to text a driver eat a big mac while you're driving if you actually have to actuate the ship knob and that extra pedal and it's good exercise americans that'd be a good thing americans imagine you gotta step down with the left foot and the clutch pedal every time you want to change gears i digress i do recommend highly getting into that experience somehow now going back to those all zone and o'reilly's how are they going to increase their revenue when the other components they're selling are decreasing the whole industry is shifting. You have dealerships becoming more of agency models where 
manufacturers actually telling the, those dealerships, you're not going to dictate the price, we will. You will service the vehicles, you'll sell it for exactly what you tell it you do, and you'll get a flaxed fixed rate commission. Because again, they're trying to compete with Tesla, which has a direct sales model, and there's no hassle, and a lot of people appreciate that. So that's why a lot of these Wall Street analysts, including myself, I'm not an analyst, but I just have common sense, we're wondering, they might be doing good fiscally right now, but what's their long-term game plan? How are they going to adapt? Now, other interesting automotive news, you have Ford, they're going to add the AM radio back into their vehicles because good politics. So the government, they're concerned of how do we get emergency signals and messaging to people, maybe if you're not connected to the network or you don't have access to the satellite, 3G, 5G, 4G, whatever they have connected to the vehicle, depending on your subscription models or service. And recently, Ford had cut the AM radio from their 2023 EV vehicles, which right now are just the F-150 Lightning, as well as a Mustang Mach-E. I say Mustang in a pejorative derogatory tone, as well as quotes, because it's not a Mustang. It's their electric bastardized version of the Mustang. It doesn't even look like a Mustang. It's not four doors. It's blasphemy in the automotive community. And of course, it doesn't have a stick shift, as all Mustangs should. Nevertheless, they chose it probably because it has the best name recognition and they need to, to make a drastic change to the company, they think, in order to compete. Nevertheless, you have Ford cutting the AM radio capabilities from the vehicles, so and their logic was just twofold. One, supply and demand, and, well, it's cost. So Ford did a little research, and according to some, a recent survey that was brought to them, they found that less than 5% of consumers actually use the AM radio. And they also, now this is where I'm a little skeptical, they claim it might have interference with the EV systems, which, uh, maybe. And then of course it reduced cost. And they did note you can stream AM stations in those vehicles, but it did not have the traditional broadcast equipment to receive it. Now, the politicians were citing concerns around emergency alerts, and they were trying to make it mandatory to have it in new vehicles. You had CEO Jim Fairley of Ford noting that they will add it back to 2023 Mustang EMAC F-150 Lightning, via a software update, which also is a little confusing because I thought they just said it was because they didn't have a component. Nevertheless, it looks like they'll have those capabilities, then maybe on future models, they'll have the actual hardware for that as well. Now, going on to the culture part of the podcast, we have another company brilliantly deciding to get involved in politics and also brilliantly deciding to get involved with sexual identities with children, which Again, a lot of these controversies, mostly around children that cannot consent. Adults, most libertarians I know, most people I know, really don't care what adults do with their bodies, with their life. The main concern is around children who can't, by the legal definition, they can't consent. They don't know better, and it's the same logic of why can't you get a kid a tattoo? Or why can't your kid smoke? One of my favorite comic strips that kind of summarizes modern society is like a little kid goes up to the parent and go, Hey, Mom, oh, oh, why can't I get a tattoo? Mom goes, Oh, no, 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 you, 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 you're just a kid. You don't know better. Kid goes, Okay. Hey, Mom, oh, why can't I why, why can't I have a beer? Oh, because kid, you don't know better. Kid goes away. He goes up to Mom, hey, Mom, 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 oh, can I have a smoke? No, 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 you're a kid. You don't know better. And kid goes back, Mom, Mom, I want to change my gender. Mom goes, Oh, you know best. Which... Again, you're doing permanent body as well as mind modifications to a child that cannot consent, they don't understand it. I would think people, most on the left and most on the right, most middle, I think would agree that it's not an appropriate action to take for children to have those modifications done. There are people I'm sure on the far left, which again, not everyone on the left is the same, not everyone on the right is the same, not everyone in the middle is the same, but 
part of me thinks this is a fringe amount or a small amount of people who have who are very vocal online as well as you know physical protests what have you now target decided this might help our sales or they want a virtual signal or it might affect their esg score which involves them getting better loans better people more um, investment for investing in them so they decided to give go now it's also going to face or disdain some people because it's satanic quite literally by admission of the designer now target teamed up with Aparalan x a b r a b p r a l l e n Aparalan, which is an x-rated lgbt british brand which i thought that was offensive because they didn't is Again, branding is key in most things in life. Why is it not LGBT? Where are my notes? QIA plus, but in their advertisement, they only keep it. They shortened it. I don't. Anyway, now these designs include a myriad of things. Again, these are being targeted. Pun somewhat intended because the company's name Target towards children. They include books such as Bye Bye Binary, which. Isn't that offensive to people who identify as binary in and of itself if they're saying that the thing doesn't exist? Confusing? Yes. They also have designs that literally say, quote, Satan loves you. And they have a Satan-loving trans designer who wants to, quote, burn down the cis team, unquote. Which I find very offensive, partially because I've never gotten an invite. I'm, I'm a man, I'm not a sister, but cis, I guess, in this context means heterosexual i've never gotten an invite to that team party or team meeting maybe i was left out for a reason i don't know that's a little disconcerting i need to check my spam box that might be the moral of the story well one of many morals of the story and the thing that was really getting a lot of attention from folks who started to boycott target is the swimsuits again for children and they featured a tuck swimsuit now i had to do i had to read a little bit about this because it is very new to me now they say a tuck swimsuit has more material in the front so a male can tuck their junk and then he could more identify as a woman and if i my eyesight's not as good as it used to be well that's pretty good but i have some of my notes on the screen in front of me so that was a that's a feature on the swimsuit and you've got the flag or the um i guess the hybrid flag of the trans and the LGBTQ flag on the clothing and other offerings that conservatives especially were irate include t-shirts that say quote pride adult drag queen Kataya unquote which again drag by its very nature is sexual I don't see it any different as a hetero strip club both not appropriate to children common sense is no longer common unfortunately and other shirts say quote trans people will always exist quote unquote which well, yeah, lots of things exist everywhere. Now, the other interesting shirt says, quote, girls, gays, days, unquote. Which is terrible grammar because they don't use a comma. So F for grammar again. Also, where's the guys? So you have the girls, the gays, and the days. Wait, no, days, not days. Maybe they'll have this shirt for days. But nevertheless, they didn't have guys in that T-shirt. But yeah, no guys and no commas. And they also have a pin that you could put and it says, Satan respects pronouns, unquote. And the CEO of Target, they all decided this was a, going to be a prudent, profitable business idea. And the CEO, Brian Cornell, defended these actions. And he said, this is, quote, the right thing for society, unquote. 
That's the CEO of the company putting his stamp of approval saying, we are cognitively making this decision. We are putting displays of these items at the front of the store to target kids at Target. I should make a t-shirt parody company because there are so many puns. The puns write themselves, some might say. Now, if you're Christian, Catholic, or, or in any way conservative, you should boycott this like hell. If, you, if beer, again, beer targeting towards kids, that's inappropriate. Directly targeting kids about satanic themes and how this got, again, it's Minnesota, very liberal company in general, but I don't see how this is going to be a good business idea, especially when they just saw the whole Dylan Mulvaney fiasco with Bud Light. Bud Light sales are down 26%. They're buying back their beer because it's expiring on the shelves. An unprecedented thing to happen in, re uh, in retail. And you have some stores where I feel bad for the frontline employees at Target because they had no idea this was going on. Imagine coming to work and you have some people who are irate because of some products that you're carrying targeting children, which is again, thankfully, if you look at the actions of you know who gets angry and violent, Conservatives pretty much acquiesce from those types of positions. They don't do much. And it's, it is disgusting if any conservatives are to go to Target and confront those store employees because, again, that was not their decision. That was something made by a management company or management over in their global headquarters over in Minnesota. So I feel bad for the frontline workers. And some stores, they're already moving this stuff, the location of this apparel and these pins to the back of the store. And interestingly enough, within 24 hours, they were having emergency meetings behind closed doors to address this situation. So the CEO says, oh yeah, this is a good idea. And within 24 hours, they're already wondering, oh dear, oh dear, I guess they don't believe in God, dear Satan, they might, they might say. They, pun not moderately intended. But again, now they're worried about this going to drag down their sales. It'll be interesting to see what the demographics are for who, on average, shops at, shops at Target. Um, I'd venture to say middle-class women. I, I don't shop there, but I like to shop at one store that carries all my products that's equal distant from my employer. Well, I guess that's myself. Nevertheless, I like less trips and just more bulk stuff for a cheap price because, again, look for good ROI. No, again, so stores, Southern stores, in the Target community, they're moving their inventory especially. This will not affect sales at all in San Francisco, I wouldn't think, or other states or other areas that agree with this form of grooming. But again, if you're at all Christian or Catholic, you should never spend a penny at Target again. They're, they're directly supporting a designer who is a profound, proud Satanist. And these people look exactly how you would think. This designer, he has... He dresses up with the Satan horns, a cow, a, things, a, things not even appropriate for the bedroom, but they proudly flaunt in public. Now, contrast to this, you have a teacher attacking pro-life students, which I'm not too surprised. According to one of my favorite books, uh, Ben Shapiro wrote a couple of years back was, what was it? Oh, the authoritarian, is either the right side of history or how to destroy America in three easy steps. Which one was it? But nevertheless, one of Ben Shapiro's books breaks down the lack of diversity on college campuses where over 97% in this book was a couple years old, it's only gotten worse from here. 
over 97% of teachers were extremely liberal. There's very little diversity in college campuses in terms of thought, which in my opinion, that's key. One of the best things that used to be a great thing about America was the diverse of thoughts and opinions where you could have these types of discussions, debates, and philosophical discussions. But fortunately nowadays, it's usually just yelling mash. Case in point, you have this adjunct uh, piece of uh, post, I mean professor at school. And this is a professor of, this is a, a visual art at Hunter College in, of course, New York City. And she is also self-proclaimed proclaimed activist, which already is a big red flag to me. Now, this teacher, they're going up to students who are very peacefully pro-life. They have a little booth set up trying to tell people their opinion about the abortion debate or the issue in general. Kind of tell people, this is our belief in when life begins. This is why we think you shouldn't kill the baby. This is our opinion. Here's some kind of information. Do you know the heartbeat begins at this date? Do you know they could feel at this date? Do you know that they are they could sustain life at this date? So these are students who are very, they're not just conservative politically, but they're not yelling at people. They're sitting at a table calmly, just with handing out pamphlets. And of course, this professor walks up to them. Let's uh, take a listen. You're not educating shit. This is fucking- Oh, look, the, the, what was it? There's an age old saying, the, this is the epitome of the pot calling the kettle black. So she, She's saying, you're not educating crap. Probably what self-proclaimed a resume she might have. Propaganda. Okay. What are you going to do, like anti-trans next? Is that what you're going to do next? I mean, no, we're, we're talking about abortion. This is bullshit. This is violent. Again, presenting information is violent. Physically beating up people and throwing stuff away, that's not violent if you're on their side of the political aisle. Does that sound in any way fair? It's not, but that's unfortunately modern society of America. You're triggering my students. The most BS term in history, triggering, which also shows how mentally and emotionally weak Americans have become. If you have to have a trigger warning before something, if you can't handle life, that just shows you need to go do some push-ups and really just mental toughness is something that's exceedingly rare these days, unfortunately. You're, no, you're not, because you can't even have a fucking baby. How dare she? She just said he can't have a baby. Now, she just assumed not only his gender, but also if he could have a baby. And again, by her rules, if you look at what she's standing for, anyone could have a baby. In fact, that is a popular term these days, is birthing person. Again, modern society is just a parody of itself. If you look at Monty Python, that was, my, that was a very entertaining skit from way uh, John Gleason just nailed. So you don't even know what that is. You don't even know so because you can't have a kid, you don't know what a baby is because you can't read or just look and see what it is. Ah, uh, profanities. Uh, the sure sign of intelligence, or rather, lack thereof. Ah, F this shit. And she pushes all their flyers off the table. So pushing the flyers at them, how, how nice. And again, those students just calmly the whole time stood their ground, said it's our opinion. They didn't get angry with her. You basically have children acting as adults these days, which is pathetic to say the least. And this same professor went viral for holding a machete to a reporter's neck. And of course, people still unwaveringly they do not waver from their support from her. 
again, even if you don't believe, even if you're pro-choice, why don't you give someone else the ability to share their opinion? If you truly believe that you are correct, you should have the mental fortitude to know the statistics and actually be able to have a sit-down debate with someone. Talk about what their side, talk about your side, see what ideas brew to the top, so to say. Of course, nowadays, most Americans and people in general, unfortunately, have devolved to simply yelling at each other without using a semblance of intelligence. And it's just yelling, saying, I'm right, you're wrong. But interestingly enough, you don't see this from pro-life people. I've yet to see them get violent in those ways. Interesting. Now, going on to the political part of the podcast, you have a judge dismissing Carrie Lake's election flame um, fraud claims. Now, this specifically was Judge Peter Thompson. He noted that Lake failed to prove her claim that the Maricopa County did not verify signatures on mail ballots as required by law. So she had been running a couple of weeks ago, uh, or months. I, time just goes by way too fast. And she had contended that she was losing to Democrat Katie Hobbs because the signatures were not correct. They're unverified. And specifically, Carrie Lake's lawyers argued that there was evidence that a low-level workers who found inconsistencies in the signatures ran them up to the chain of the command where they were later ignored by folks higher up in the command. Rudimentally speaking, sounds like entry-level workers see something that might be not right, put it up the chain, say, hey, boss, does this look right? And they just ignore them. And in this case, the lawyers and the judge ruled that she didn't find enough evidence. And therefore, the actual election will stand, Carrie Lake will not win, and Katie Hobbs will become the governor. And is it the reason they were focusing on Maricopa County, that's more than 60% of the state's voters, which is hugely disproportional. So yeah, if you're, if you're running for election over there, you probably should focus all of your energy on that. Now, other interesting political news, you have the European Union on track to give the Ukraine 1 million rounds of ammunition, which is a lot of ammo because it's pretty pricey. You're not, you're not just talking, you go down to the Walmart, well, I guess they don't even have pistol ammo these days. They acquiesced to the mob and said, no, we can't, can't let you know, folks who are economically empowered or folks who want to get a good return on investment by going to a grocery store, we can't have them have ammo for pistols. Nevertheless, they're not sending cheap pistol ammo for like nine millimeters. They're not just saying that. They're sending tank rounds, missiles. So when they say rounds, it's a pretty penny because it's pretty advanced technology. Now, thus far, they've sent 220,000 rounds of ammunition to the Ukraine with a total value of the donations about 860 euros. Now, a lot of people are wondering how long they can keep propping up Ukraine and how much can they keep supporting them because thus far, they've given a lot of surplus ammo. Now, surplus sounds exactly what it sounds like. It's mainly the ammo that they had stockpiled previously for a rainy day or more more accurately, a fiery day. Now, so they're diminishing, they're diminishing their reserves, and now they have to make new ammo, which Europe is not the best at. They've, if you look at who contributed the most to NATO, it's a joke. The U.S. is the juggernaut that actually carries the weight of the whole community. And they just don't contribute their budgets, or a high enough percentage to, of their GDP, to the defense industry, which... One would think defending your country would be important, and yet again, this is a good case in point. If they had been more prudent with their defense budgets over the years, they would have a much greater stockpile and a more robust infrastructure to support these ongoing conflicts. 
of course, when other when President Trump actually told the EU, hey, we're the only one he in we're the only member in NATO actually meeting the requirement of the two percent GDP invested in defense. All you others are you know point five you know point zero five point zero just barely anything. They all laughed, said, oh, no, 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 it, you just keep carrying us. It'll be fine. And the U.S. has given over $100 billion and I think another $30 billion. It's hard to lose track. It's hard to keep track, rather, with all the money going over there. Now, there's a lot of folks wondering, will you know will they be able to do it? What are the ongoing donations going to look like? Again, time shall tell. If you're a prudent business owner in the European Union or defense contractor, ramp up your capabilities like there's no tomorrow because you even if the war stops today which would be great there'd be some peace throughout this but even if it ends today they're going to have to replenish that giant deficit in all their stockpiles and a prudent country or adversary would say hey the european union just ex exhausted their reserves of ammo seems like a pretty good time to stop in and take over another reason not to maybe deplete your whole stockpiles well, again, most politicians aren't smart enough to gain the rudimentary to play the rudimentary game of risk, which is a board game I always or civilization. Something I thought political leaders should have some knowledge. Most seemingly don't, unfortunately. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Peloton trying to rebrand as an app company. Because sure, why not? There's not enough apps already. Now. Peloton historically started off as a high-end bike company. So they make the really expensive standing cycle with the computer screen slapped to it and you get some instructions and you have someone coach say, hey, Timmy, you can do it. And they coach you throughout the process of learning of how to cycle on a stationary cycle and they motivate you apparently. Now, the business model was solid. They had some nice freakonomics in terms of, you know, when COVID hit, exponential exponential demand for the product they really expand they even bought the best treadmill company in history when they acquired the best treadmill company Pel not peloton they acquired the treadmill company precore which they make some of the best commercial grade treadmills ever they'll, they'll last 20 plus years they're exponentially high quality american-made gear now they're starting to rebrand they're thinking well maybe we should do something different they got in hot water a couple years back when they had an iconic commercial where a man gives his wife as a Peloton, or he gives his wife a Peloton for Christmas, and she looked normal, and a lot of people thought it was insulting, derogatory, yada, yada, yada. Personally, I don't see why investing in something for your partner for self-betterment or self-improvement is a negative thing. Now, hindsight's 2020. Peloton, if they had more tug-in-cheek, they should have just done like a blender, something to really piss off people. But again, very few companies actually are bold or want to make fun statements or do a joke because they're so worried everyone get so, so, so irate and offended. And people did get offended at the time, but the commercial was a high-end premium product, which Peltons are, they cost a lot of cash. And they decided, well, instead of being a premium brand, we're going to go down and we're going to actually get rid of the cycle. Get rid of the hardware, we're just going to become a tech company, which in terms of stocks and trade valuations, everyone wants to be a software company because they straight they trade at a higher percentage of revenue. So they trade at a higher multiple, whatever revenue they make, they, they're evaluated at a higher X multiple of the actual valuation of the company. Now, Peloton said on Tuesday, they're gonna launch a new marketing company that bills the retailer as a company for, it's gonna basically make it look like it's for everyone, regardless of age, fitness level, income, whether they're 
Whether or not they shelled out thousands of dollars for their equipment. Now, this is since you have McCarthy, former Netflix and Spotify executive, replaced the founder, John Foley, in February 2022. They've been much more on the defensive. Now, the relaunch comes along with a new tiered app strategy that includes an unlimited free, free membership option. No credit card required. That's actually rare. Now, it also allows to have a level of $12.99 and a $24 a month membership as well. Includes a quote-unquote gym function that lets users take the Peloton app into any gym with them. And they even have crappy commercial, I mean a um, brilliant marketing campaign to go along with it. Let's pull that up on YouTube and see you know, what did they think of today? What, what did Peloton come together with? It's good golly, a minute 31. I'll, we'll see how fast I can get through this. And again, that, now it's not premium anymore. It's for anyone. Ooh, they're pressing the app on their phone. That's rare. Not, there's not a lot of apps on the phones these days. A lot of big people stretching. Ooh, there's a guy in an old Winnebago. No products being shown, just the app. Oh, there's one treadmill, one Peloton treadmill is being shown. It shows people running up a hill. You don't need an app to run up a hill. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly advertise for an app like this. If, you, if you're into running, just get a Garmin watch. Free shout out. Great company headquartered in Nebraska. But again, you don't need an app on your phone for running. There's already dozens of hundreds of apps. So now it goes back to the gym where they have someone with an iPad knockoff and it has someone on the screen telling them how to lift dumbbells, which again, there are already many of those things, including personal remote trainers. I'm right here with you. Holding, what is it? The kettlebells that, again, they don't make. Someone using their rowing machine, which does appropriately show how robust the structural engineering is of the rowing machine because the model is much, much larger than the rowing machine in itself. So that shows it has great proper welds, great supports, very rigid design. So that's actually good. And again, it's a Peloton rowing machine. Okay. Oh, someone doing a push-up with a cat on their back. How unrealistic is that? Cats are mostly assholes in terms of when I've had interactions with them, I don't own a cat, but they never do what you tell them to. They're the opposite of dogs. They are indifferent to your existence most times. I don't know how, that has to be CGI. How do they get the cat to go on someone's back and actually stay there for you to do a push-up? And cats don't weigh hardly anything, so that's barely an accomplishment in and of itself. But I digress for now. Breathing in and breathing out. Ah, uh, good instructions. Uh, breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. That's it's a two-step system, you see. But if they don't say to repeat, this person's gonna die. So hopefully they say repeat. To check in with yourself. Is it a meditation app now? What? Oh, oh, bad advertising in my eyes hurt. That was a very big person in tight clothing, which again, 
Wear clothing that's appropriate for your body type. Running outside, again. Peloton, anyone, anywhere. Although, don't you need an internet or a cell phone reception in order to make that work? Yeah. Now, the only good thing I could say about that ad is that it did not alienate people based on political affiliations or identities. The bar has dropped so far for advertisements, I could actually venture to say for 2023 that was a good ad. Because you didn't offend anyone, which Again, if you're in business, that's probably the simplest ask. Don't offend your current customers or your, your main customers. But the main issue with this whole advertising campaign and the whole idea of it is that there are already hundreds of apps. The, key, the thing that made Peloton different was the accompanying hardware. You were buying the bike, the rowing machine, the treadmill. That, again, it's... They are struggling to stay afloat, and I know they're struggling to come up with new ideas to turn the company's trajectory around so they can increase sales. But again, there are, and health apps are extremely competitive. If you look at the historicals of how long they stay in business, what's the time between launch and failure or bankruptcy, it's, pre, it's a pretty short life cycle. They'll probably last a little bit longer because they have the infrastructure and the customer base already to maybe keep this idea afloat. But I don't know how profitable this idea is. And again, it doesn't, you need to give people more of a compelling reason to use the app. Because again, when I think of these apps and remote training, that is a thing. Personal training is a huge industry in the United States. There are many people who make a living who are health coaches and they're athletic coaches where if you pay them, they'll either come to you and they'll teach you how to work out properly with your form, your healthcare and your input, what you're eating. And they can do that remotely, and I know people who do that for a living. You pay them a monthly fee, they'll log into a Zoom or some type of video conferencing thing where they'll actually critique you. That already exists. And they can do classes too. So again, I think Peloton is trying to find some way to make their company more profitable and turn that train around and get that stock price to go up. But because it's just such a already highly, highly, highly competitive as well as bloated and oversaturated industry i gotta say this has got to be the business blunder of the day thank you everyone for taking the tune in time to tune in today don't forget to like subscribe and comment all the feedback is greatly appreciated also don't forget to tell your family tell your friends tell your co-workers heck tell your enemies tell anyone and everyone just stay safe and fight the good fight